we went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names with guns and axes. We sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. May God help those who stood in the way of business, progress, and the USA. USA. Anything disgusting, huh? That's, that's uh, I had to change my daughter's diaper today. Have you ever had to s scrape shit out of a toddler's vagina and then oh. get it all over your hands? <laughs> no. And then I have. Call your call your wife to come in and finish up while you go wash wash the fucking shit off all your hands. Yeah, not for business. All of your hands. Not for business nor for pleasure. Yeah. Mm. I've, I've just done it with. The I have to say, if, if it's if it's uh, one life lesson I've learned so far is that it's only shit. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> It's the most disgusting thing that I can think of off the top of my head. I got tackled this morning by a two and a half year old with her going, Wake up, dude! I pooped! <laughs> oh, better a two and a half year old than a 32 year old. <laughs> that has very different connotations. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up, dude. <laughs> All right, that seems like good enough cold open. Uh, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. How uh, the West Was Fucked. Yeah, we, we did yeah. it. Good job. You did it all on yourself. Yeah, we, okay. did it, we did it right last time. I feel like we've achieved that goal. We don't need to try for it anymore. Mm -hmm. We can go back to fucking it up. Yep. Now we got Andy again, so we're in full force. Yep. Well, yeah, we have Hello. The, the, the Wyoming correspondent in the field, mm -hmm. since we're going to be yes. talking about Wyoming today. Literally in, in a field. Yep. Yep. It, do, it does exist. Wyoming. Oh, really? That's good to know. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. what they say. Next year to tell me North Dakota exists. And jackalopes exist, too. Yeah. I know Bo knows about this, but when, do. when I was a kid, my folks, used to, we used to go on these long, like, road trips, and uh, to kill time when you're on long highways, my stepmom would be like, oh, look, look at the license plates. Let's write them down and make sure we get one from every state in the whole United States. And we saw them from fucking everywhere. Everywhere on oh, every trip except for North Dakota. I bet you, I bet you Hawaii was kind of rare. We saw Hawaii. They we don't saw believe Alaska. in license plates. We saw all that shit. We saw like countless Mexi Mexican and Canadian uh, license plates, but never a North Dakota one. So my folks, like almost, it started as a joke, but I think they started believing it after a while that North Dakota didn't exist. So you remember when we went on tour? We went to North Dakota, yep. and I'm fucking had to stop and take a picture of the "Welcome to North Dakota" sign with the bullet holes. Yeah. In it. <laughs> to send back to my folks. I thought it was just a black hole that you yeah. just <laughs> crossed the border and there was just nothing. There's no, there's no border. It's just an event no, horizon. It's, it's like mm -hmm. Narnia. You walk into a certain outhouse at a certain time and you just come out in the Badlands. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Theodore Roosevelt's just standing there with some deer meat for you. And, Bully! Yep. All right. So uh, today we are going to be talking about what the U.S. calls the Fetterman fight. Actually, usually the Fetterman massacre. Yep. It's a massacre if white people died. We yep. should go with massacre for sure. We'll go with massacre. Uh, the uh, what the natives called it the Battle of the Hundred in the Hands. Yep. Because of a vision the guy had. Just he had apparently just fistfuls of soldiers in his hands. Yeah. He Sick. had to uh, uh, put a bag over his head and ride back and forth. Oh, butterface. <laughs> <laughs> It's Until he found, you know, first it was 20, and then once it got to 100, they're like, okay, okay we're that's good to go. Yep. It's kind of like, it's very similar to how uh, modern meteorology works. It's like <laughs> how they predict, like, you know, oncoming weather systems. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So, anyway, Will, you want to get us rolling with your uh, Comic Sans bullshit? Okay. So, Tony, you probably know nothing about this. Or do you know anything? Name us some famous Indian chiefs first off. Oh, yeah. Uh, Derek. <laughs> Albert. <laughs> And Jacob. No. Uh, no, this would be famous Mormons, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is kind of a star-studded event as far as, uh, uh, especially the Lakota and Cheyenne nations go. Like, Yeah, uh, so Red Cloud was kind of the chief at this time. Kind of. And he kind of had his own war. Kind of. Kind named of, after him. Kind of called Red Cloud's War. Kind of. And uh, this was kind of win one from the for the underdogs right now, because this is about the only Fuck yeah, bad news bears in the house. That they yeah. got. Sorry, that was the motorcycle that you rode away on. Oh. Bad news bears. That did not sound like a fucking motorcycle. <laughs> Shut up. Sound like an elephant with a goddamn congestion <laughs> problem. <laughs> yeah, but that elephant was doing a motorcycle impersonation. Ah. Talented. Okay. He does paintings, too. Yep. Who else we got? Red Cloud? Red Cloud oh. and uh, Crazy Horse kind of makes his debut, too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, He's one of my all-time favorites. Yep. And then we'll be talking about the Bozeman Trail, too. Yep. Which uh, actually wasn't first found by Bozeman, but we'll probably get into that. Yep. Yeah. So we're going to be talking mostly about the Sioux, um, but that kind of encompasses like three three different uh, strains of them. Brule, Oglala, and Minikanju, and then throw in some Northern Cheyenne and Arapaho mm-hmm. in the mix, too. But we should start all off in uh, August 18th, 1854. This is kind of near Fort Laramie. This is kind of kicked off a lot of the plane shit when a mini kanju Sioux shot and killed a broke-down old cow that yep. wandered too far from a Mormon uh, immigrant train. Um, of course, and then the uh, Mormon guy just goes and whines to the officers at Fort Laramie. Yep. He's like, they shot my cow, even though it was a skinny ass. Stupid ass cow. And so the proper response is mobilize the fucking army. Yep. And, uh, kill them all. Yep. (laughs) So, uh, even Conquering Bear tried to, you know, say, hey, well, we'll turn over our guy, but, you know, just please don't kill us. And that didn't quite, quite work out. Yeah. It's like, we have the perpetrator. We're willing to hand him over. Just, you know, leave us in peace. No. Yeah. And the mini conjures at the the time were kind of, uh, leaderless, their their one leader kind of committed uh, ritual suicide after his wife died. Oh, I missed out on that one. Who yeah. Was, what was that? Uh, what is his name? I don't know. I can't find it here. I'll but, look yeah. it up. Der- is it, was it Derek? Yeah, it was probably, probably Derek. Derek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Derek. He just ate Tide Pods until his liver exploded. Oh, and the other part, too. Oh, Derek. Uh, the, the interpreter they sent along was just an asshole. A drunk asshole. <laughs> so Excellent. he probably misinterpreted all this, and that led to the the slaughter. I feel like drunk asshole, like applies to most people this time. It was kind of yeah. It was like a um, it was like a sub profession. You'd have your like main profession, and then your your sideline would be I got a drunk minor asshole in, in drunken asshole debauchery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or some people. It, it definitely applies to some of the people we're going to talk about today too. I think. Oh yeah. There was uh, yeah, um, and uh. Many, uh, or Waius was the interpreter that misinterpreted everything. But uh, okay. Conquering Bear was the Sioux leader at the time, and he said, hey, don't shoot back, you know, let's be cool about this. And, of course, he was shot by a bunch of grape shot out of a cannon, so. 
That's when you know the army's not fucking around when they bothered to even drag a cannon out to your shit because they didn't really like, you know, mm -hmm. dragging those out there. They were really pissed about that fucking cow. Yep. They had to haul cannons all the way out there. And of course, the Eastern Papers uh, told the Cochrane Bear luring the soldiers into a trap, but it basically was the other way around, of course. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so after that, the uh, Sioux didn't really uh, trust Whitey for some reason. Imagine that. Yep. And then 62 is the Great Sioux Uprising in Minnesota. Yup, which and we will cover at great length later on. Because mm -hmm. that spills over to Kill Their Mountains and that all that other stuff. spills over too. to, like, that was, like, almost like, uh, I don't even want to say it because it's just dumbing it down way too far, but it's kind of like the 9-11 of Plains Indian War kind of thing. It's what got white people super upset about the Sioux, and then it turned into a whole protracted series of wars over decades and decades but yeah mm -hmm. they were even nice enough to release some confederate uh captives just to go kill a bunch of indians yep <laughs> the enemy of they, my enemy they put, of my friend. they put their differences aside this is of course during the civil war all good stuff yep um so after that they kind of were raiding wagons and uh according to the uh, the 51 treaty that they weren't going to build any uh, forts through the uh, kind of Rosebud territory, which is kind of north of Andes there. Yep. And then the 63 is the Homestead Act, which brought even more honkies to the area. Yeah. So what did they start Far doing? Far away, man. Hmm? What did, exactly did they start doing about as soon as they said they weren't going to? Oh, yeah. It? Then they built the Bozeman Trail that led to the gold fields in Montana. Which had a shitload of forts on it. Yep. Which is exactly expressly what they just said they weren't going to do. So they planned to build three forts. Uh, Fort Reno was kind of near present-day Casper, and Casper's named for the asshole who got killed there. Uh, Fort Phil Kearney. Who then became the ghost. Yep. Yep. Gotcha. And then Fort C.F. Smith, <laughs> which is on the Montana side of things. Uh. So we'll get into that. Uh, so uh, Carrington and Fetterman, they're going to be the main players in Fort Phil Kearney. I don't care what anybody says. Rodney Carrington's hilarious. Yep. Or or Fort Phil, because uh, Kearney, Nebraska is named after his uncle. Yep. Uncle uh, Phil? Yep. Shit, yeah. Well, the uncle's name well, was, oh, it, well. it was like... Stephen Watts. Steve Kearney? Yep, Steve. He was kind of the uh, leader during the Mexican War in the uh, California, that territory. That, were we talking about the bear flag guys? Almost. Which we keep on forgetting to draw the bear flag for the folks. Mm-hmm. Should do that. Need some crayons. Let's do it today. Yep. So during the Civil War, they're both from Ohio. So Fetterman was kind of put in charge of actual fighting. Carrington was back in Ohio, like, recruiting. So Carrington's kind of more an administrator. Fetterman actually fought well, some and, battles. And interestingly, too, like, Carrington, like, he was actually really good at, like, raising, like, militias up and stuff. But he also, I just recently was reading about, there was a... What do they call it? Like the Golden Circle of the Knights of the Golden Circle, which was uh, Confederate sympathizers basically trying to get people to like not join the Union cause because they, they had a whole plan. Like, I don't think it was a main plan of the Confederacy, but they wanted to like once they won their secession, they were going to also like 
annex parts of like Mexico and Honduras and make a whole southern slave state out of parts of like Central and South America too mm-hmm. was part of their idea. Wait, wait, I thought the Civil War was about states' rights. Yeah, this uh, is yeah. states' <laughs> rights. Yeah, to own other people. That's, that's the ticket. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, uh, there was a little town that they set up down there after the war too. But uh, Brazil or Argentina or whatever. But either which way, uh, Carrington uh, was spending a lot of time also trying to root out these kind of conspirators when uh, during the Civil War too. So just that's a little fun side note. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So basically, this is the best kind of hunting grounds for for buffalo in the northern plains. Is this little area, and of course they're fucking it all up by building build a Seven Eleven on it, man. Shit. Yep. <sighs> I read a, a it was a quote from I, I'm not going to look it up, but it was a quote from one of the pioneers coming on the Bozeman Trail that was actually like, yeah, we're like we're wasting so much game. We're leaving hundreds and hundreds of pounds of meat a day out for the and he said wolves. You know, not wolves, wolves. But uh, still, you kind of get the point. If if a fucking pioneer is saying that you're being wasteful, just blasting everything you see, you, you're probably being pretty wasteful. <laughs> oh, uh, Fighting Phil was a one-armed martyr, and he died in uh, 62's Battle of Chantilly. Hello, baby. Chantilly lace. lace and, and, yeah. and a butter face. And, yeah. Yep. <laughs> So, uh, Carrington picks up Fort Phil Kearney. Uh, of course, Andy's been there. I've been there a few uh, summers ago, too. It's not the best location for a fort. Well, okay, I'm, I'm, I was trying to look at the historic site. It doesn't look like they reconstructed the Palisades or anything, did they? I just think one a, wall. Like yeah, it, just a small part of it. It's yeah. a pretty, it, was a, it was a pretty big, uh, large complex yeah, I'm looking, at one time. I'm looking at the aerial footage, well, I should say the sketch that they did of it. and Yeah, it looks pretty... Um, Pretty robust Pretty back large. in the day, yeah. Yeah. And especially to the north, it's kind of in a bowl, but the north has kind of the higher ridge, I think, and that's where uh, Kearney went. Yeah. Or, or uh, Fetterman, Fetterman. Go to go meet where, his maker. Where he was explicitly not told not to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you were saying, a defensible position. In a lot of cases, you don't want to build it down in a hole, giving whoever's attacking you mm-hmm. kind of the high ground so they can look down and even if they can't hit you from there, they can watch everything you're fucking doing. Which they did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he kind of picked a location between the big piney creeks. He kind of chose that this is kind of the start of the foothills, you can call it, maybe, Andy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would say hey, these are this small mountain chain, and this is probably 10 miles uh, from the mountains. So it's kind of rolling grass-covered hills with... Fairly deep ravines. There's not there's not any trees on it, so it's funny that this whole thing is is really over firewood. Yep. Um, yep. Because they're having to go quite a distance to find some trees. It's it's pretty. It's kind of I don't know. It's prairie, but it's it's rolling, kind of rolling foothills. I would describe it. Um, well, and, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, and was, the range that it is along. This is along the what the Bighorns, right? Yep. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Okay. The northern uh, side of the Bighorns. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So uh, I guess it was six miles away from, from the spot they were chopping down all these trees. Of course, they had to chop down a whole bunch of them to build a big-ass fort. Which also the natives love when you do that. You, oh, you're not only killing all the buffalo and the bears and shit, you're killing all the trees, too. It's like literally like when people make uh, comparisons to, like, fucking Avatar. And that that's... Well, yeah, that's, that's what Avatar is about, It's not right? necessarily wrong, yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of trees out here either. So no. I, I think one of the things I read was that that was kind of one of the tipping points is when they started cutting down all the trees because they're, you know, they're probably along the creeks. There's not a lot of trees. 
uh, to be had. So yeah, it's kind of an indiscretion, I guess. It's like when you have like one one watering hole everybody uses, and suddenly you're letting your cows shit right. in it. You know, that's that was cause for that was fighting words too back in those days. And, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, any point east of that is going to have no trees at all. No. Nope. But I guess it was six miles away from where they had their little spot, and they actually built a little fort. And it was fine because Phil's cousin had a pickup truck, so they could just load that fucker up. Yeehaw! Yep. Go Bring 12-pack with him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh... Guess who else was there? Old Gabe, a.k.a. Jim Bridger. Yay. He's an old man by now. Yeah. Why, why the hell would they call him Gabe? I never heard him. I don't know. So he's like, he's like 35 or what? Yeah. <laughs> old Gabe. And then the Indians call him. Old Gabe. Old Blanket or something like that. Because <laughs> he had that blankets. Don't be, don't be a wet blanket came from? Yeah. Well, he had blankets to trade. J- Jimothy, B- Jimothy <laughs> Bridger, a blanket. <laughs> Which, if uh, you know, people remember, we've talked about uh, Jim- Jimothy Bridger uh, in the past. He's one of these guys that keeps on popping up throughout stuff. Like I think we first mentioned him probably in uh, the Hugh Glass episode. Uh, yep, yeah. and he helped spot um, was it the Cheyenne Arapaho camp that is the battlefield right by Andy's house? What is it called? What wagon box? No. Oh, no. the one you're talking about. Um, Connor. Connor, yeah. So that's one I don't oh, know yeah. shit about. Basically, it was one it's of those them? where they showed up early in the morning. Oh, go ahead. Shot everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, another fight, a.k.a. massacre. <laughs> early morning massacre. Women and children. Yep. Yeah. Sounds like a drive-time commute show. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the early morning massacre. <laughs> early morning massacre of women and children. Yeah. Yep. Starring Phil Sheridan and, you know... We're just going to burn all special your... Special guest, George Armstrong Drunken assholes. <laughs> this week, George is being filled in for by Colonel Chivington. Yeah, wait, yeah. So they already had a Reno station and uh, going. Between them, they had 700 men, but 500 of them were just assholes that didn't know jack shit about anything well there's what we'd call a boot they're guys like fresh out of training most of them are from the east coast had never been out there before um the army at that time didn't have a um they didn't have a comprehensive marksmanship program well they didn't have enough ammo either for target practice that's why they didn't have a comprehensive (laughs) marksmanship program because you had enough ammo you had like two bullets that was it pretty much or like you know a lot of stations out west that would get uh you know oh here you guys want some gatling guns fuck yeah we want gatling guns cool we don't have any bullets for them but so when they did here's pull- a four thousand dollar drum set we don't have any sticks exactly <laughs> or well, symbols that's another reason they didn't like dragging cannons around either because the artillery very seldom got to do any target practice they were slow to load and you know when you're fighting people that are mobile and on horseback you know, a big fucking cannon that you have to, like, you know, it's not the most effective thing. It was scary Well, you know, you could use it on, like, a village full of sleeping people. You notice they use that to great effect. But actually, when you're when you're fighting what is arguably the greatest light cavalry in their era, that's not the, oh, not the best thing. I forgot about the, uh, the asshole that just went along to take pictures. He was just a civilian, like oh. a rich kid from back east. Just glamour shots of... Yeah, he had to convince everybody that I wouldn't steal a soul. But uh, he ended up going off by himself and getting murderized by the Sioux. Just, you know, after constant warnings to say, you know, please don't do that. There seems that seems to be a a big uh, common trope, too, is like people are warned a hundred times not to do a thing. They go do the thing. And they get, and then they get, and then they get killed. And then generally the full, full might of the United States Army is called to, uh, you know, 
To avenge them. To avenge one person's yeah. pretty much mistake. I mean, that's an avoidable or, or death. Or a cow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or a cow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, livestock A fucking also. cow that ran away. It yeah. wasn't even, like, in their pack. No. It was, it was like, away. They're, they're called a herd. They're not, they're not a flock of beeves. <laughs> fucking vicious pack of cows. I guess it's a murder of cows. <laughs> murder of beeves. <laughs> murder of beeves. So you gotta imagine that fort uh, life was kind of tough and smelled like human and animal shit all the time. Yep. And they did build, uh, you know, simple little structures, but it was hot as fuck inside during the summer and cold as shit during the the winter. You know, the green logs kind of shrank and then they kind of had to fill in the holes with basically semen, mud, and, and oh, semen. Well, mud. The, that's yeah. the thing that a lot of people need to take into consideration too, is like if anybody is building a cabin that they want to last for any, or any kind of log structure they want to last for any amount of time, of course the best thing to do is chop them logs a year or two earlier, get them up off the ground, let them cure, let them dry out, they're gonna shrink to the right proportions, you can throw away the ones that have split. Well, since the army's having to build all this shit really quick, as Will just said, it's all green trees, so they're like, you know, warping and twisting and like, you know, it's just fucked up. It's like, uh, it's like if you took a bunch of like two by fours from Home Depot, soaked them like in water for a week, and then built a house with them, and then slowly let it dry out, you're gonna have a fucked up structure. Welcome back to building log oh. homes. Yeah, by yeah. yourself with yep. Bo. The, yeah. the home despot wasn't around back then. Well, I said. It's well, you kind of wonder why all these guys are alcoholics. You know, I mean, yeah, there are many reasons. Fucking sucks. <laughs> everything sucks. <laughs> I know if I even have like Especially one. After, after, if I even have one bad day, days on the East Coast. Yeah. Oh yeah, where everything's great. They're still getting drunk yeah. over there. Wow, <laughs> war hero. Yeah. Also, yeah. I mean, we just talked about they barely ever had enough ammo, but somehow they keep that fucking booze rolling. You know, we don't have yeah. any bullets. We don't have any first shoes. First things first. Most important yeah. thing first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the uh, officers had their wives there, which must have been fun from them. Oh yeah. Because they did get to have a few sunshiny picnics before they started murdering everybody on their trips to go get wood. Yeah. But after that, they're just kind of hunkered down and it's like, this fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could you imagine both of you, you you know, you, you and your husband being like covered in mud? There's nowhere to take a bath for weeks. And, uh, you know, you, there's no toilet paper, so you just wipe it with a fucking branch or something. Well, now and you, then do, then he comes at you, it's like, all right, time for your wifely duty. Oh, I don't God. know how anybody fucked back in the day. Uh, well, the thing you uh-huh. got to you you remember, though, uh, Tony, is even in the best of times, most white people did not bathe that much in those days anyway, That's whether, what I'm saying, whether, dude. whether yeah. they could or not. Yeah, yeah. And you like, can't at that point. Yeah. Like, there fucking isn't even... You know, there's just mud. There well, and also, water. even if they were by water, a lot of, like, European Americans were afraid to get in cold river water. Or even, like, you know. It's bad for the humors. Yes, it's going to make my bile be in the ascendant, and then a small demon will creep into my cerebrum. Well, they didn't know what a cerebrum was. Right. You know. Then there'll be ghosts in my clothes, yeah. and I can't wear them. You've got those blood ghosts. Better put some leeches on them. Yeah. So... Yeah, even though they called the Indian savages, they were yeah. well bathed and they, rub, rubbing in bear grease to keep themselves clean and stuff like that. They bathed pretty much every day because A, they knew you get sick if you don't, and B, it was kind of part of their spiritual. And they you know, knew thing. to move their camp every year so yeah. you wouldn't have to live in your own shit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> S- small things. Yep. So Red Cloud uh, proposed, he was kind of the shit uh, by now. Of course, his, his uh, dad died because he was a alcoholic uh and he started out as what a brulee and then 
kind of ended up being chief of uh, Oglala? Well, because the way it works is in, with the Lakota anyway, as far as as far as I understand, I don't claim to, you know, but uh, as far as I understand, the way it used to work is when you get married, you join into the woman's side of the tribe. It's kind of a not matriarchal kind of society, but if you marry somebody from another band, you're going to go into the band that belongs to the wife um, is what it amounts to. So there's that. So uh, he was actually kind of organizing all the different Sioux tribes and actually all the uh, Rapro and uh, um, Cheyenne that were pissed off after Sand Creek. Community organizer. Yep. Doing but, out- outreach and to disaffected uh, youth. They're all against the Crows anyway, which yeah. this is kind of Crow territory too, at least now it is. Well, that had been the thing is it was supposed to be. It cr- was then too. Yeah, yeah, it was supposed to be Crow territory. And then the Lakota, it was after, you know, after the Sioux uprising in Minnesota, they just started expanding. In fact, I've had like a lot of my research, they compared like, ooh, like basically this clash is a clash between two empires expanding territory. The first one, of course, being the United States. The second one was Lakota. They were, they had in a few generations, like quadruple the amount of land they used to control and so they're pushing out tribes like the crow the blackfeet stuff like that and that's why some of these other tribes tended to decide with the uh, the u.s yeah and uh their native lands along the missouri were getting fucked over and hunted out and yeah so everybody was moving west after all the all the honkies are moving west they have to keep in front of them yep <laughs> basically uh, so, uh, along with this, a young brave kind of was hanging out. Uh, that was a young crazy horse and he had his, uh, band of strong hearts. They were called, they were doing a lot of damage to the immigrant trains. I, I do love crazy horse, but I don't like the strong heart name as good as I think uh, dog soldier was better marketing. I think the, the shiny yeah. in that one, but, uh, cr- heart sounds like, like kind of like hip, hip jeans. It sounds like Care Bears <laughs> to me. It reminds, it reminds me of a Care Bear. Oh, yeah. Care Bear true. Army. Yeah, almost the same. Yeah. Uh, Crazy Horse was never a chief. He was kind of more of a military leader. Uh, he had no huntress in, interest in hunting or any of that stuff. It was just all about war for him. He also didn't like to dance or sing. Yeah, he was kind of a shy, shy person. Mm-hmm. So you're just <laughs> thinking about war. <laughs> All the war, all the time. So at this point, winter was coming. They had the fort built, um, but Carrington only had about 40 able horses for Mm. the whole thing. Uh, And he had trouble kind of getting feed and medicine and all that to last through the winter. So he was getting a little paranoid and even thought his officers were plotting against him. Because, spoiler alert, I think some of them actually were. Yep. And so he has to go out and build Fort C.F. Smith along the Bighorn River in Montana. Um, then he got all the, the suit took all his mules at that point, too. So It's pretty much like any time you'd leave the fort with any uh, number of horses or mules, you could pretty much rely on the Indians to show up and, like, chase away at least half of them. So they'd been doing that for about a year or so. Yeah, yeah and any time they went out to get wood, they're going to get yeah attacked. Well, we've talked about that before. Like, anybody that's cutting wood at any point in any one of these stories is generally going to just bad. Like, Woodhawk was the worst job you could have. It's like a horror yeah. movie. Yeah. Come on, let's go. Let's go pick up sticks for the campfire. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're the first one dead. Yep. That's mm-hmm. You're the body they're going to find when the, they figure out everything's fucked up. I mean, that happened a lot, even to, like, when the steamboats started going up the rivers and shit, there always had to be assholes out there cutting wood, and they were constantly getting attacked. Yep. Leave yep. my wood alone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, November 3rd is the, when uh, 
uh, Captain Fetterman shows up. He has 63 horses, and he yeah. made f- face friend, uh, fast friends with other Civil War vets, uh, including a Lieutenant Grummond. He'll come into play later, too. Since July, when they arrived, they had 51 attacks and 154 dead soldiers and civilians. <laughs> Three yep. times that amount wood, uh, wounded. So uh, not one wagon train reached Montana without at least one death. <laughs> Everything's fine. So glad we went on this trip. <laughs> yep. And that was the other thing, too. That all these immigrant trains going down the Bozeman Trail, they had to have a military escort. And they didn't have enough military to go around to protect them. So, you know, it was like, you're fucking on your own if you go through that and you're liable to get attacked at least one point. Uh, 800 army livestock were stolen at that point, too. (laughs) (laughs) So they're worried about, you know, just making it through the winter by this point. So if we've learned anything a lot of times in the winter, it's like, oh... Well, do we ride the horses or do we eat them? A lot of times you just end up eating them, mm-hmm. and they don't have enough for either. So Carrington's been there for a while and <laughs> has made no offensive attacks at all. So he's kind of being pressured by junior <laughs> officers and upper brass to actually go out and fight, which is what he's kind of there to do. So we can kind of leave it at that for right now and take a break real quick if you want. We'll be back in a second. How the West was fucked, listeners. Yep. Who's ready to go jackalope hunting? Uh, Jacko what? Jackalopes, the legendary antlered hares of the American West. Hmm. I want to know more about these jackalopes. You're in luck. Now you too can learn everything there is to know about the jackalope with the new field guide to the North American jackalope. Uh, it's a book. It's a field guide. Uh, it looks like a book. The field guide to the North American jackalope is available on Amazon, Etsy. Wherever else you might buy your breeches. Oh, Walmart. Except Walmart. Get your copy now before heading out on your annual jackalope hunt. Oh, damn, I think I will. I love learning and I love science. So Fetterman shows up. He had like a month more service than uh, Captain 10X, mm-hmm. so he kind of replaced him as the principal tactical officer. Ooh, tactical. <clears throat> but he was kind of appalled at the condition of the rifles, of not really having any, and they're all broke and outdated. Yeah, the, the condition of them not existing. No, they, they had some, like the biggest thing, they were like kind of leftover Civil War, like still Yikes. muskety type things, because mm-hmm. like uh, cartridge stuff was just starting to become prevalent at the end of the Civil War, like things like the... Uh, Henry Rifle, Spencer. like whenever you watch a Western, like almost everybody is like shooting fucking lever actions at each other. And in most cases, there weren't that many of those around yet. That was kind of like the like AR-15 of its time, sort of, but it was Top tier, hard to get, real expensive. Not really. Well, I mean, it So was this just... is before the military had machine gun school, right? Yeah. That, yeah. With that, whatever that fucking guy was talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, the fucking jarhead that, yeah. Long story. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Oh, we had a guy in the bar like, oh, and then one of, got top grades machine gun school, blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's not a, that's not a real thing. <laughs> well, then I did find out the Marines, the Marines do have something like that. Uh, Army, we never did, but. It's 100% not called machine gun school, though. Yeah, it's definitely not called machine gun school, no. Because <laughs> I would have went to it when I was 12. <laughs> I would have had that shit. Fuck. Space camp. Yeah, machine gun camp. Ooh. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, so Fetterman was kind of hungry for advancement, and uh, Grumman was kind of egging him on, too, to go uh, tax some shit. He convinced Carrington to hobble some mules out front, but the Sioux smelled that out. They yep. were not that dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but at least this got Carrington thinking of, of going out, actually outside of the fort. Uh, so that kind of led to some bad blood between the two, even though they're kind of friends back in the day. Red Cloud was, his braves were kind of getting frustrated, too, to try to, you know, get rid of these honkies once and for all. Well, and also they had a limited time frame because, you know, like, like you alluded to, you know, the Lakota, they'd, they'd move. And so when it's wintertime and you're not in a real good winter camping scenario, you don't want to be there. So they were eager to kind of get this show on the road so they could fucking move to their winter grounds and then... Yeah, they were actually sensible and didn't want to fight during the winter. Yeah, and they wanted to, <laughs> like, maybe resume in the spring after they'd uh, kind of got prepared again. And, yeah, but, yeah. And uh, Crazy Horse was kind of the one to really speak out, even though he was usually quiet. But, you know, you're not going to keep respect if you kind of ignore the best warrior out there. So he kind of went with it. Uh, December kind of rolls around, and it's kind of freezing like it is now, probably. Kind, what, kind what's the freezing. weather back there, Andy? Um, this week's all right. Last week was not good. No. So, yeah, it's coming around. I, right. December out there is pretty chilly. And that area, too, is kind of high. So it's it's it can be pretty chilly. Where they built that fort. Yeah. Carry on. Okay. Well, and plus, you know, Wyoming is never, ever windy in any part of that state ever. No. Oh, wait, I meant perpetually windy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that day he sends out uh, Fetterman and Bingham and the cavalry and uh, some mounted infantry, about 50 men. Uh, he and Grumman would ride north to cut off some retreating Indians that were uh, attacking the wagon train, of course. Uh, he was thrown from his horse. Uh Fetterman was slipping on the ice over Creek, but he kind of told his men to stick together. But of course, Grumman being uh, the real asshole to kind of egg everybody on, he raced ahead. Uh, then they sent a rider after him, but uh, to Novell and Grumman kind of disappeared. So he was kind of lost after that. He was looking for Fetterman, but only found Indians. And <laughs> <laughs> they kind of formed a skirmish line with six troopers uh, that were still with him. But he did find uh, the German bugler, Adolf Metzger, um, but his command of English wasn't all that great, so he didn't really uh, understand the commands. Is he somebody? That name sounds really familiar for some reason. Uh, he will later. Yeah, you, he's he's probably my favorite guy on the U.S. side of this whole thing just because of, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, so they kind of form a circle and kind of hunker down. They did get Metzger to uh, beagle the recall uh, sign, but the Indians kind of inexplicably quit and kind of ran off. And then Carrington saw 14 riders coming up. That was Fetterman, so they're all kind of stuck together now. And they went out looking for him. They saw Grumman and three others racing towards him. Yes. Seven screaming Indians after him. <laughs> <laughs> so they peel off, and Grumman yells at Carrington. It's like, are you a coward or a fool to, you know, allow his troops to get kind of cut to pieces there? In this confusion, Bingham was still missing. Uh, Grumman told Carrington that they're surrounded once in a narrow valley, or actually Fetterman. Uh, Bingham said they kind of rode towards him with four men, and uh, they didn't know what they were doing. So they kind of towards ran back towards the fort. Wait, but, how did Bingham say anything? Uh, well, now they kind of meet up with him. <laughs> but Grumman kind of pointed his gun at him, and uh, that kind of made him go back. <laughs> so Graham... Grumman rode off to Bingham alone and found him two miles down the road, chasing one lone Indian. 
So this was kind of seeming way too easy for Crazy Horse because he was kind of leading him away from camp. Um, oh, was he the one that Bingham was chasing? Yeah. Okay. And he pretended to examine his uh, horse's leg uh, while the rest of his stronghearts waited in the trees. And a soldier fired at him. So he got on his horse and booked <laughs> it. And then his friends leapt from the trees, killing Bingham. <laughs> and they, It's like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Got, let me tie my shoe. Yep. Sergeant Bowers, he kind of killed a couple of Indians before he was hacked to death. And the soldiers were using their rifle butts as clothes because being that they only had one shot before the Indians came up on them. And the Indians, that's the thing, is in a lot of this, uh, it'll it, when we get to the actual like main event, they didn't have near as many firearms, and most of their work was done with uh, bow and arrow and clubs mm-hmm. and lances. And what's the thing about a bow and arrow? Yeah, might might not have the range, might not have some of the accuracy. You go pick up your bullets. Well, and you can also shoot a lot more. It doesn't take you a minute to reload the fucking thing. Yeah, that's thing, true. You know. Uh, Grumman was uh, kind of, he had to get out of there. He was still alive at this point. So he uh, slashes at his own horse to get him to kind of buck up and, <laughs> and take off. So that was a good one. Um, okay. And then the Indians kind of retreat again, kind of drawing them further further away from camp. They did find Bowers still alive with the skull sc- uh, split open. Oh, good. <laughs> and they did find Bingham impaled on a tree stump with 50 arrows in his back. Yeah. Aww. At this point, only two soldiers were killed and five wounded. But this was kind of the test run for, for the Sioux to kind of see how this is all going to work like, out. Oh, these yeah, but this is, this is how they operate. I mean, this is just... Like, this isn't a military operation. It's like, let's go run around and fuck shit up and get killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what that just sounded like to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, like, uh, you know, it's this is a tactic like the Sioux use on right. everybody. It's like, oh, I'm going to send out a couple guys to draw you in, and we're going to have a bunch of dudes waiting behind the next bluff. And no matter how many times these guys got presented with that bait, they just kept on fucking biting on it. You know, they're not yeah. learning anything, which is why when they got back from that, um, Jim Bridger was noted as saying these soldiers don't know anything about fighting Indians. Yep, not at all. So they have about 2,000 warriors between all the tribes, and they're going to attack after the next full moon. Um, so there was no attacks the next few weeks. Both sides kind of regrouped. Uh, Fetterman kind of drilled his troops. Uh, Indians always on the hills, always with signal fires and mirrors, just, you know, watching them. Yep. Um, well, Carrington also, like, increased the guard on the post, so he had uh, three guys per port, or like, uh, per firing port all night, which I don't know if any of you have ever done that, kind of just, like, guard duty for, like, weeks at a time, when you're just not really sleeping at night and sleeping in shifts during the day, and you sit out and freeze all night waiting to get attacked. It, uh... That sounds good. That's not what I call, like, actually regrouping. That's called, like, wearing down morale and, you know. Paranoia. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds so, like, yeah. Even the uh, quartermaster wanted to get in and off fight. Um, he'll come in later because he had, like, a Friar Tuck haircut, so they were able to identify him pretty easily. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, everybody recognized him because he was kind of a, a veteran around there, and the Indians hated him for whatever reason. So fucking haircut, man. Yeah. He wanted to go out to the to the Sioux camp, but having only 40 good horses for the whole thing against 2,000 warriors wouldn't have turned out all that great. No. Uh, December 20th, a few weeks later, it's kind of snowing and cold. Uh, the warriors made camp 10 miles north of Fort Phil. 
they kind of dug in and ate the frozen pemmican and kind of were waiting around. Um, scouts said all the whiteys were indoors freezing their ass off. So they decided to lay their ambush on the forks of Pinot Creek, halfway between the fort and their camp. So the tribes needed the omen. This is uh, what we were talking about before. Oh, with the bag on his head? And yep. The, Red okay. Cl- yeah, it was a mini conju half-man. Yes, <laughs> which he was a hermaphrodite. Yeah. Because they have magic. Yep, they're believed to have uh, special powers. Wait, the guy with the, ba- the person with the bag on their head, riding yep. around on a horse? Was a magic. Looking, <laughs> looking for a vision, right? Yep, was a magic hermaphrodite. Yep. Of course. Yeah, so <laughs> first time he fell off his horse, he had 20 dead soldiers in his hand. And Red Cloud said, hey, you know, that's not enough. So he did it a few more times before he had his both hands full of dead soldiers. I think over a hundred. I think that's how Bitcoin mining works, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Put a bag over your head and tell your horse to run over uneven. Yeah. yeah and fall oh, look, off. I got 20 Bitcoins after that first <laughs> tumble on the ground. Let's mount up and do it again. That's what that movie Altered States was based on this yeah. story. I've never seen that movie. Oh, sensory uh, deprivation, and he starts tripping balls. And then he turns into an ape and runs around town fucking shit up. Oh, it's okay. fucking awesome. That's okay. <laughs> is there a porn version of that? I'm sure there is. All right. Ooh, I did find a porn version of uh, of uh, The Big Bang Theory. The acting's better. The jokes are funnier. And there's full penetration uh, sex scenes. Oh. You know what it's called? The Big Bang Theory. All right, move on. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, now Red Cloud's convinced that they can win this. So uh, it's clear and cold on the 21st of December. They'd send down 40 warriors to attack the wood train again. Goddamn fucking wood train. I know. Jesus Christ. And hopefully this number would kind of entice the soldiers to come out because they're cold and don't want to come outside. Well, you know, you get into some physical activity like chasing and fighting Indians that warm you right up. Yep. So at 10 a.m., signalers, because they can signal away, even though it's six miles away, they can still signal back to the to the main fort. How are they signaling? Fire. Fire. So were there, could, what were the types of messages you could signal with the signal fire? Well, come on. You've seen you, fucking you Bugs up. Bunny cartoons with this yeah, smoke yeah. signal. Yeah, you just, like, wave a blanket and then... No, it's, it's like almost like Morse code. You cut off the smoke, and so it has a gap, and then two little puffs. You know, they, I, well, don't I mean, know can what, you say, like... Hey guys, there's great deals here at the Les Schwab sign with a fucking signal I mean, fire. Or did you say like if you had that pre-planned out danger, <laughs> or like it was was it like just really simple messages? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like get your ass to Mars. I would think in a lot of cases it'd be like before they set out, they'd be like, all right. So if you see like the soldiers leave the fort, give me like. Two short puffs and a long puff. Oh, okay. Or so they, like they agree on on like three different yeah. messages. And I'm, I'm sure there was ahead pro- of time. There, were, there was probably some ones that were kind of standardized. Okay, so it's not like Morse code where you'd be like, uh, fucking S- spelling out like right. letter by letter. Right. No, no, all, all whitey's dead. No, stop. I, I Come be, here now. Stop. Be, you know, it's kind of like how the the especially the plains people they use a lot of because the, their languages were varied, but most of them spoke uh, kind of a common like trade language of sign language. Okay. And it was just simple things to be able to communicate, and I would assume it'd be along those lines with the smoke signals. Gotcha. Uh, so at 10 a.m., the, they start attacking the wood train. Uh, two Indians appear on the ridge across the Big Piney Creek, sat down and watched as all this is going on. <laughs> uh, according to Carrington, he's, okay, this is where Carrington's trying to whitewash stuff, too. Right. He sent for a Captain Powell to lead the relief party. 
but Fetterman showed up and argued that he outranked him and wanted to go. Yeah, well, he, he went for Powell because he claimed, like, Paul was cautious. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Fetterman was not, as you could see. No. And... Carrington kind of relented and said, okay, go do it, but don't go over that fucking ridge. Yep. Don't do it. Don't go over the ridge. Do not. Don't stick your dick in these yep. three holes. And the, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's the, uh, <laughs> lo- the Lodge Trail Ridge by name. Oh, yeah. Lodge Trail Ridge. Uh, so Grumman uh, took the remainder of the cavalry and followed them up. And uh, they would kind of catch up with the marching infantry, but it told them again, do not cross the ridge. And the quartermaster, his name was Brown. He wanted to fight, too. So he took uh, Carrington's son's horse that he won at a, a fair in Fort Kearney. Like, or Fort like Kearney, Nebraska, fucking, the year before. Fucking pie-eating <laughs> contest or something. Yep. He had to throw uh, some, some uh, buffalo court nickels into an in-sync uh, ashtray. There you go. <clears throat> so Carrington sees the wood train kind of, uh, you know, not being attacked anymore. <laughs> Much to his surprise. Oh, so wait, what, what, what is a wood train? Is it like a wagon that it's you throw a, it, wood in? It's a shitload of wagon. It's a wagon train. A bunch of wagons. That they okay. cut wood and pile them up. You're the, that's why they get attacked, because it's a bunch of, like, pretty stripped-down wagons with a couple you guys get, with like, the rifles. You like, two cords in a wagon? Uh, you can fit probably quite, quite a bit. I mean, it depends on how many animals you have pulling the wagon, right? And whether they're oxen or mules. Oxygen. All right, but it's a slow, it's a slow train of wagons. Yeah, and plus they got to, they got to yeah. go. Well, they also got to be outside the fort for hours while these assholes are out here chopping all this wood with like axes and handsaws. Okay. What, what time of day was this um, being attacked? 10 a.m. Yeah. And they had probably 10 a.m. Okay. They had probably they had probably left the fort right about first light because they're going to be out there all day, all, right. all day. So yeah. Wood train is also the name of the main star in the Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They pulled a wood train <laughs> on. <laughs> Eli Wood Train. <laughs> Get down, Daddy. Uh, oh, I was going to do an Ozzy impersonation, but it didn't work. Ozzy. Was that the one? Yep. Okay, cool. That was the one. Uh, so by noon, Grumman kind of catches up with Fetterman kind of supporting them halfway up that Lodge Trail Ridge and past them. Uh, they saw 10 Braves near the crest, but for a good 20 minutes, Fetterman held his ground. This is the good part. The Braves daring an attack led by a crazy horse who taunted the soldiers in English, dismounted, pretend his horse had a bad leg, waved his blanket. That's like his move, dude. <laughs> yep. Wow. I like that he taunted him in English. That's fucking yeah. badass. Yeah. And then, plus, he's not noted for speaking that much English. Most of the transcripts... Of, he straight up learned a bunch of English uh, just to fuck with these guys. One, one of the reasons he probably got killed in the later years, when not that many later years, but when he was on the res, is because uh, the army was trying to get him to like help them out when they're going after Chief Joseph of the Nez Pierce, and he didn't really want to. He's like, "Hey, I told you I'm not going to fight anymore once I'm on the reservation." But finally, they kind of talked to him, and he said to this translator, "I'll okay, I'll go with the white man, and I will kill Nez Pierce until there are no more." But the translator said, "I'm ready to kill all the white men," which led to him being arrested. Oh and then, fuck! <laughs> so we're, we'll probably get into that at a later time that's really a big spoiler alert he has a lot more mm-hmm. living and fighting left to do all right cool. this, but <laughs> so he's taunting him his horse got a bum leg yep. yep uh he's waving his blanket as the bullets hit below his feet 
even started a fire and pretended he had given up and was going to commit suicide. <laughs> so he's doing like 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 street theater. Yep. Basically, like he's fucking ju- I'm, I'm he's an juggling an invisible box. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, no, I, I read I read that they mooned them as well. Is yeah. that true? Yep. Yeah. That was his last All trick. Right. That was his last. That was what really that was what really did it. Right. Yep. He's at the that, wharf in San Francisco. People are throwing do- dollar bills into his hat. Playing banjo. Yep. Cool. I mean, to be fair, the traditional like you know Lakota leggings and uh, breech cloth makes it pretty easy to yeah, moon somebody. Yeah, that's true. Pretty easy to moon somebody. <laughs> yeah. That's true. So after moon, you know, the fight is on after mooning. Right. As it, as yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this aggression will not stand. Mm-hmm. So uh, the fight was on. Grumman was kind of in the lead. He saw some ponies about a mile away in a dell and made off for them. This Let's is kind of where... Kill them ponies. Over the ridge where the yeah. the kind of the, uh, monument is now. Yeah. And kind of in that area. It's the ridge you're not supposed to go over? Well, yep. and the whole point of them not going over the ridge is simply this. You couldn't see them anymore from the fort once see. they go off over the ridge. Right. It's very simple right. to understand concept. There should be. You know, yeah, one you're on your own when you get over that yes. ridge, man. Yep. So Grumman takes off, and Crazy Horse booked it down to the creek and then doubled back, and they formed two lines in an X. Now it's kind of the cue for the rest of the people to come out of the woods. About 2,000 warriors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and after that, it was fucking on. Let's reiterate how many soldiers are out there at this point. Like 40? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. So, what are the odds in Vegas on this one? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> if I'm a white asshole on a horse with a fucking one bullet in my, like, muzzle loader, <laughs> like, I would like to join your tribe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, the Cheyenne were on the left, Lakota and Arapaho on the right. The sky was kind of black with arrows. Uh, so it's kind of hard if you're just launching arrows into the air to actually hit uh, the white guys, but also some of your friends on the other side, too. Yeah. So everybody was kind of get plugged with arrows, but mostly whitey. Yeah. Uh, Carrington could hear the shooting, but, you know, he couldn't see what's going on. He th- didn't think Red Cloud would attack a force that big. This is the biggest he ever sent out from there. Because he also didn't understand how many people. He also didn't understand how many people Red Red Cloud had. So, Mm -hmm. so he sends out ten Eck with uh, last of the working rifles, (laughs) and an ambulance, (laughs) and whatever civilians they had around that actually had some guns too. Which actually, most of the time, those civilians had kind of better, not necessarily better. Well, yeah, better guns because a lot of times they were Spencers or uh, Henrys, which are repeaters. They can, or even at least, even just even a single shot breech loader, where you can shoot like, I mean, you shoot, extract, load, shoot, as opposed to shoot, dump powder, ram a ball, ram, 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 you know. So even a single shot breech loader could outperform some of the rifles that the soldiers were using. Mm-hmm. So Fetterman kind of manages to get a little back back towards the top of the ridge. At a, they kind of stop at a flat rock pile. They form two skirmish lines outward facing. This was ideal for a civil war, but not here when they, with the Indians. So not far below, Crumman realized he was getting fucked. Uh, he got to where the ponies were and then was surrounded. Uh, <laughs> Almost got a, him. Yeah, Grumman and a sergeant were the first to fall by Cheyenne arrows. And without command, the rest of the guys just kind of retreated back in a panic. They abandoned uh, civilians. Wheatley and Fisher had a little patrol riding point. They dismounted and formed a circle with their Henrys and actually made a barricade out of their dead horses. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, that was common. Yep. 
Might smell bad, kid, but mm-hmm. at least it'll keep you safe. Yeah. Well, they didn't crawl inside them, for Christ's sake. Well, they're stupid for not doing that. Mm. Pretend you're a dead horse. <laughs> climb on in. So back at Fetterman's little thing, so the he was losing soldiers fast, and his lines were kind of getting backed into the circle, getting tighter. Uh, their position at the top bought them some time, but then a Lakota named American Horse yeah. broke through the lines and brained Fetterman with his nail-studded war club of solid oak. Nice. <laughs> I like how they know the craftsmanship of that mm, solid mm, oak. Yep, yep, solid construction. So after that, it's kind of fighting hand-to-hand with broken rifles as clubs. Yeah. Uh, Quartermaster Brown was still standing among the gore with his ri- uh, from his revolver, put a bullet in his own head. Yeah. <laughs> there was an account of one of these guys. Actually, it's one of the only accounts I've ever read of a cavalryman actually using his saber in combat in the Indian Wars of any kind that apparently he did uh, was able to decapitate a guy. That's the only time I've ever heard of that. Did they he, all roll around with sabers? They would generally leave them in the fort because they were fucking useless. Pain in the ass, yeah. Yeah, the... So some troops made it back to the crest, seen in the fort about four miles away, but they were blocked by Yellow Eagle's Hunter Braves. They kind of dug in and were showered with arrows again. Um, so the spotters kind of relayed to Red Cloud down in the valley that 10X advance was coming with wagons. Uh, Red Cloud thought they were bringing some howitzers, the guns that shoot twice. So he knew he had about 30 minutes before they got there, so they had to kind of finish killing everybody and wrap it up by then. <laughs> All right, right, folks. Wrap it up, everybody. We got 10 minutes left. So they kind of had to finish off the soldiers with lances and clubs, tomahawks, and Crazy Horse was there with his hatchet, just hatcheting. You also got to remember, they, 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 you know, the whole thing is like a lot of that intertribal combat with the whole counting coup thing. Like, the you know, the closer you can get to an enemy or touching them, that's a better kind of honor anyway. You get more points for that. So if you yeah, can you tickle him to death. Oh, that's the, yeah. Yeah. Or noogies, just a bunch of <laughs> swirlies. Yeah, <laughs> that's where the word Indian burn came from. You know, when you twist their arm. twist their arm skin, that was. Oh you know. yeah. False. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about the leg wrestling? I don't know where the fuck that came from. It was invented by a couple of drunk white guys in a bar somewhere. Well, I do know that, like, uh, I used to see it happen all the time. That dude from, like, down at the old two bit, uh, Captain Keith from the Deadliest Catch, like the yeah, Captain yeah. of the Wizard, like he was in there one night. No, they used, yeah, they used to park, so, park want, in Ballard here. You in want an Indian leg wrestle me for a duck fart? You're kind of a big guy. He's like, nah, thanks, Keith. I'm, I'm good. Just lay on this filthy-ass <laughs> floor. <laughs> yeah, the floor of that bar was fucking gross. Yep. Of course, who was the last to die? Uh, Metzger. Mm-hmm. The German bugler. Yep. Uh, he swung his bugle until it was a shapeless mess of gore and war paint. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. So, and so... And uh, for his bravery, the kind of Indians respected that, so he yep. didn't, they didn't scalp him. They didn't mutilate oh, him wow. at all, and they wrapped him in a blanket. Mm-hmm. The That's only cool. one who was not mutilated. Yeah, everyone yep. else pretty much had their dicks cut off and eyes placed on rocks and teeth smashed out. And yeah. It's not enough to cut off your dick. you got to shove it in your mouth. Hands <laughs> severed and... You know, well, and a lot of that is... It's, a, uh, it's theorized that some of that is reprisals for what happened at uh, Middle Sand Creek. Yep. So his bugle was given to a store owner in Buffalo. I don't know if it's still there or not. Well, well I've seen still pictures of it. Around, it's, yeah. it's still around, though. Yeah, it's just like mashed. I bet you it sounds but... great. Just. <laughs> yeah, the brown note. Every time you play it, ghosts come out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. 
So at this point, uh, Captain 10X was still coming up. Uh, he was taking a roundabout way to have more high ground, so that added another 20 minutes to the, to the thing. So at about 12.45, the first of the troopers make the ridge. Holy shit, it's only been going on for like two and a half hours? Yep. yep. Oh, it was, it was like 40 minutes start to finish, right? Well, yeah, uh, less, but, than, well, less than an hour. Well, the the, the Fetterman part, like the Fetterman right. part, is over. So, but this was now this is kind of the aftermath with with Ten X showing up. So, Jesus, like yep. I said, yeah. So he could see you know thousands of warriors, a bunch of dead men, still kind of groaning, and oh, uh, shit. they thought it was you know piles of winter snow instead of dead and naked white bodies. <laughs> uh, and, of course, the Indians are kind of taunting him to go attack, and he's like, fuck no. <laughs> we're good. So they, they stayed there until the Indians were done and, uh, yeah, brought back a bunch of dead bodies. Um, actually, they didn't get it done in one day. They had to take two yeah, trips. Yeah, well, they didn't have enough wagons. Put them on the wood train. <laughs> well, the wood train. Did, did, did they did they get the wood? I mean, we need I'm, less of it now. I'm, I'm going yeah. to theorize that when the wood train was getting attacked, one of the first things that happened is the Indians destroyed the wagons because that's a, oh, that could makes be. Sense. a big thing that they like to do. That could be, yeah. 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 And, of course, mules. Well, they, everybody got killed and they didn't get their wood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a double, it's a double whammy. And mm -hmm. also, yeah, mules. <laughs> mules don't like the smell of blood, so it kind of. They yeah. had to, you know, beat them extra hard just they, to get them. They the don't gun. like camels. They don't like blood. Mm. What Man. do mules like? Stubborn. I know what mules like. <laughs> so uh, the troops were issued six rounds each. <laughs> Go kick some ass, boys. <laughs> so they're kind of guarding the fort. And uh, Carrington was nice enough to, to tell the ladies, if the Indians come back, Go to the powder house. Well, before that, he had, he had taken all the extra powder because usually, you know, the whole don't put all your eggs in one basket kind of thing. There is a powder magazine, but you generally don't keep everything in there in case it gets hit by something and fucking explodes. Well, Carrington had all the shit brought back to the powder magazine to enhance the explosiveness. Okay, when you said powder house, I thought like bathroom, but now I'm no. thinking it's gunpowder. Yes. Okay. Gunpowder and cannonballs and whatever other munitions they have. Gotcha. Kind of like you remember the very first episode with the uh, oh, they blew with, up the with fucking the, boat? with the boat. It's yeah. just that on dry land. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yep. So they they put all of their munitions and powder in the in a big a fucking pile in the middle in the bathroom. Yeah. And their women's and children's and the women's yep. and children's <laughs> sitting on a pile of that shit. <laughs> well, yeah. here's here's the reason. Oh, and also he instructed the soldiers if they're getting overrun to retreat to that, mm -hmm. and then he would light it on fire and blow them all up so nobody would get captured by the Indians. <laughs> it's, just, it's pretty grim. What the fuck? <laughs> I would rather, like I said before, I'd rather just, like, like wave a white flag and join their fucking, like, you know, crew. Hey, I really like what I, you're doing here. I, I guess there are interest, instances of that working, but generally you just end up mm, with no. more dicks cut off. And <laughs> well, you know. This is a good one. The quartermaster that all the Indians hated, even his horse was scalped. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> That's what you get for working with that asshole. So by the next morning, the temp was 20 below. <laughs> <laughs> and snow had drifted over the fort walls. Makes the bodies easier to move when they're <laughs> stiff. Yeah, can't really bury them for your Christmas. Cut, cut, <laughs> Surprise. Cuts down the smell, though. Yeah. That's true. Would have been a nice Christmas funeral, but, you know, blew that too. Night. Yeah. Plus, it's yeah, great Yeah, digging holes in frozen ice. But they did get that accomplished eventually. 
So the Indians, uh, they're mourning as well. The women like to cut off their hair and fingers if one of their husbands died. Yep. Yeah, nice wail. And Wait, cut off their hair, their and, own hair? And, and, and their and own fingers. And some of their fingers. Yeah. It's like a Yakuza fucking... It's showing great sadness. Holy shit. They'd also do stuff like just slash up their arms and, you know... Like a like a 13-year-old... Yeah. That's yeah. why the Japanese don't like uh, the Simpsons, right? Because they have a finger. No, they only have four fingers. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> They're fine with the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> well, well, turtles, not people. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> I would argue that the Simpsons resemble people in no way. <laughs> so uh, they kind of decided to call it quit for the winter because it's 20 below. Well, plus, you you know, you just... You they know, wanted to start attacking in the spring like normal. Well, you got, on the, you got on the scoreboard. Now you got to go watch, go watch the tape and, you know, hit the gym and mm-hmm. get ready for the next game. Yep. So this is kind of the end of the fight. But another kind of uh, interesting, uh, they had to get... Um, some reinforcements from uh, Fort Laramie. So they send out a civilian named Portuguese Phillips. <laughs> I guess he, was, guess he was Portuguese at some point. Actually, no one, no Portuguese. One how Portuguese. No one how their system Portuguese. works. He probably wasn't Portuguese. Yeah, he was probably Italian. Or <laughs> yeah. You know, like, <laughs> so he kind of had to ride at night and hide during the day. Uh, this is, of course, 20 below still. He stops at a telegraph station. Uh, it's like, well, maybe I can fucking get word out that way. But the telegraph operator said he had no responses for a few days. So the lines were down. The Indians probably cut it. They were, <laughs> yeah, they were fans of doing that. Mm-hmm. But the weather did clear enough, which kind of made it nice and bright. And then he got snow blind. <laughs> <laughs> then another storm hit. So he had kind of ride by feel going south. And kind of the lore is, uh, at this point, Liver Eaton Johnson might have helped him guide along the way. That, of course, that might have been bullshit, too. Yep. <laughs> I just imagine, like, the... I know he was probably there or whatever, but I just imagine, like, a force ghost, like a blue Liver Eaton Johnson shows was, up in a, fo- in a fucking mm-hmm. blizzard. I was literally just thinking of the Tauntaun scene, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, where Luke's hanging from the... Or no, it's, <laughs> it's when uh, Han Solo comes, like, riding out of the mm-hmm. blizzard. Yeah. You will go to the Dagobah yeah. system. system. Yep. Quit ben. bossing me around, ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was 25 below when uh, Portuguese comes through the gates on Fort Laramie. It's you know, uh, Christmas Day, and there's a full dress ball going on. <laughs> and he staggers his ass into right in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. So he rode 236 miles in four days through a blizzard. And his horse had dropped dead. shaped when- to dance. Yep, so we, when he comes back out of That's the ball, his horse had dropped dead by that point. <laughs> Good timing. Yep. <laughs> so the Red Cloud War would go on for another year, so it's basically just more harassment of, of Emica trains on the Bozeman Trail. Well, yeah, and also the aftermath of that guy getting to Fort Laramie. Yeah, they did dispatch some troops, but they also had a bitch of a time getting there. Most of them got uh, frostbitten, and yeah. So they weren't exactly in the greatest fighting shape when they got there either. So. Mm-hmm. So Carrington was kind of getting blamed for a lot of this, and he tried to shift a lot of it to Fetterman. They did ship off Carrington to Nebraska. Um, oh, and he accidentally shot himself <laughs> on the way there in the thigh, which is obviously brilliant. <laughs> and it wasn't there. Uh, wasn't there one of the you know? Because remember they had wives and kids there. Wasn't one of the wives like pregnant when they were trying to like leave? And it's like thirty fucking below. I think so. Uh, like, Grumman, yeah, the guy a, who kind of caused all this shit too. Uh, 
Grumman's wife, Carrington, later married. Okay. <laughs> when his wife died. I was going to say, because I think it was Carrington's wife that was pregnant. But I know it was Grumman's to... wife who was pregnant and oh. had to leave during the blizzard. Well, they all kind of had to leave because they were fucked. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it wasn't a... Well, they did get reinforcements. They did, but I mean, that fort Eventually. was... That, yeah, but the fort was abandoned, like, what, like a year later? Yeah, after they actually conceded. Yeah. It's so, like the one war the Indians won. This is literally the one war where uh, pretty much the U.S. government conceded absolutely not, or like won absolutely nothing, and the Indians got precisely what they wanted. This ended up shutting down the Bozeman Trail. This ended up getting rid of Fort Phil Kearney. It ended up with the Sioux keeping the Crow lands that they were fighting for. And at the time, it was the biggest military defeat by the by the uh, Plains Indians to the United States military and remained so until Battle at the Little Bighorn, which was the biggest. Damn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, <laughs> also that whole area just got to be uh, Indian territory from basically, you know, west of the Missouri to the mountains of Montana there yep. for at least a little while until they find gold in the, uh, the Black, Black Hills. Hills. Yep. Uh, so Red Cloud, we could probably call him the most successful chief of all time. Because most, he is the most photographed Native American of that period. Mm -hmm. Oh, also, the uh, they do try to attack Fort Phil Kearney again, but this time the soldiers have repeating rifles. Yeah, they had Spencer's and uh, Henry's. Yeah, so that attack didn't go too well, and the Indians kind of retreated and said, oh, we're, we kind of lost our edge now. Well, because they were used to, like, once again, you'd wait for these Shooting. assholes to shoot once, yeah. and then, you and then you'd attack in the minutes. middle. And so the first volley, it's like, it was that was a fucking bloodbath, because the soldiers shot once, and they're like, yeehaw, let's get in there. And then they immediately shot again, they're like, whoa, that's not supposed to happen. Oh, fuck. And like, yeah, so... Uh, so this is fall 68 afterwards. Uh, they signed a treaty. Sitting Bull sent word to Red Cloud that he would not fucking follow any of that shit. He's like, nope. So Crazy Horse goes to hang out with Sitting Bull after that. Mm -hmm. Then they put General Phil Sheridan in charge of the West. And then holy fuck. <laughs> and you know his, his nice quote. Scorched Earth. Was it Andy? Andy. Oh, the only Indian is a good, is only good Indian is a dead Indian? Yep. That would be it. Mm -hmm. Is that right? He also There's has... one about buffaloes, too. Well, <laughs> and I can't remember if it was him or his boss, uh, William Tecumseh Sherman, which was like the total, the total war policy. Like, you know. Total war and more. Like, I love that story. Total war. Like, uh, you don't just kill them. You salt their fields. You burn their houses. You Yeah, that's the scorched earth guy. You punch. Kill the buffalo. Yeah. yeah. So, uh. Um, nice guy. Nice yeah. guy. And then Sheridan sends them to the Missouri, but the Missouri at that time didn't, they were all, killed all, everything there, and there's way too many white people around that area. They kind of wanted to keep around Fort Laramie where there's actually stuff to hunt, but yep. they wouldn't fucking allow them that. Because they were trying to send them down to what, Oklahoma? Uh, nope, just uh, near the Missouri in uh, South Dakota, I think. Oh. But so then, that wasn't Red Cloud is like, you know, I have no interest in this. This is not my lands. I was not born there. Yep. Interesting to note, I don't think he was born in the ones he was trying to keep either, mm -hmm. if I remember serves, but. Yeah. 72, he gets his own reservation named after him, though. Red Cloud Agency. But that was in uh, northwest Nebraska. And uh, 74 was when gold was found in the Black Hills. And there was a depression going on, so everybody ran into there and yeah even though the, the rest of the story. even though the black hills were supposed to be property of the natives for 
in perpetuity. And then eventually, like, what did they sell? Like, quote unquote, sell it for like twenty three grand. Except for that's disputed because, like, well, not never, everybody accepted it. Yeah, I don't think anybody yeah. accepted the money. Did they? Uh, I thought somebody did, but it's that's one of the biggest reasons why, like, Pine Ridge, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, the they moved their Red Cloud agency to South Dakota, and that became Pine Ridge. Yeah, so. and if, if people aren't aren't aware, Pine Ridge is pretty famous for having like uh, some of the like uh, lowest life expectancy in the country. Uh, You're talking about of, currently? Yes, currently. Um, uh, like the poorest part of the, the world. It's the poorest part of the world. Uh, childhood mortality rates are huge. Um, like I said, my life expectancy, except for, especially for uh, males, is like lower than some third world countries. Whoa. And uh, yeah, there was a town on the Nebraska side that had like the most beer sales in the whole nation. Yeah, because <laughs> you couldn't sell uh, alcohol on the res, so everybody just capitalize Go on that going to the next yep. town so and also they were happy to do it and like during the 70s they had the american indian movement uh uprising where they sent in the the feds with like tanks and helicopters and mm -hmm. sh shot a bunch of people and arrested a bunch of people to include like a uh, famed uh, native american actor uh russell means was a part of that holy shit yep why was i never taught this in fucking school man because <laughs> they don't want you to know that and that's why we're doing this podcast yep damn uh Red Cloud's sons actually became chiefs too, uh, Jack Red Cloud uh, and his son James. So you actually weren't too far off with your, like, when we were asking you Indian chiefs, like, and you were saying Daniel and Derek and Derek and, you know, there could have been a Derek Red Cloud, it just mm -hmm. wasn't a common yeah. name at that time. Oliver Red Cloud died in 2013, oh. 110 years after the day Red Cloud stepped down as chief. So this is Wait, a long Wait, to the line. day, on the day? Mm-hmm. Whoa. So Red Cloud dies December 10th, 1909 at 88. Uh, of course, we talked about Carrington marrying Grumman's wife <laughs> uh, after his wife died in consumption in 1870. But uh, did we talk about Francis Grumman returning to Tennessee to collect his, her decapitated husband's pension? No. Nope. No. Then uh, she realized uh, he had another wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so she didn't get her pension. <laughs> oh. And uh, yeah, so she dies in 1911. I'm sure suffering no lasting trauma for nope. any of her <laughs> past years. <laughs> Jesus. Yay! Yeah. So I guess that's about it. That's about it. You will be hearing more about uh, Crazy Horse in later episodes. He's a pretty prominent figure, but mm -hmm. that, that does a pretty good job of encapsulating uh, the Fetterman fight and uh, quite a bit about uh, Chief Red Cloud. He'll probably pop up from time to time again. Yeah, too. he deserves his own. Cool. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So he was probably, you know, he succeeded after the war. He didn't, you know, stick to his guns and, and die like yeah. Sitting Bull. <laughs> he managed to live and be profitable, I guess. Wow. Well, okay. Profitable, you know, as a headman, I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hot, oh, yeah. Yeah. Hot what, damn. What, you, what were you going to, I think Andy was going to try to say something. I was going to say Fetterman is, is a good one to think about too in terms of the upcoming Battle of Little Bighorn. Yeah. It's kind of like this funny, funny, clumsy miniature version of that big mistake. Yeah, yeah. No no one really noticed or took notice of enough, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, just running into massive uh, native forces without really thinking about it. Well, well oh, there's there's a couple thousand warriors over that ridge. 
You know? Let's well, go, man, boys. That's part of the hubris of that time. And like I said, that Fetterman quote, yeah. give me 80 good soldiers and I can ride through the entire Sioux Nation. Right, yeah. exactly. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, they made it no, four miles. <laughs> <laughs> he made it over the ridge. What yeah, are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> so how 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 long after this was was Little Bighorn? Uh, about ten years. Yeah, ten years. Oh That's wow! Uh, so they actually had time to fucking like think about what they did and try to learn from it, but oh, they yeah. didn't. But instead, they found gold in Black Hills and just started invading. And they like, turned into that guy from the what was that Ducktales episode? <laughs> I've got the gold fever. Yeah. I don't know. He starts hiccuping like a drunk person when he sees gold, and well, anyways, turn sure. into a fucking dipshit and. Do dumb things I'm, for gold. I'm sure is that's there a, a I'm sure version of that too. Of for, yeah. Uh, if there isn't, I'm very upset with our it's, it's shitty American pop tales. culture. I, I'm sure that in many of the, uh, the gold fields of Montana and of Colorado and of California, what you exactly just said with the hiccups was probably yeah. said by a nu- numerous miners. Yeah. And uh, actually, it would, if there's a porno <laughs> version of Ducktales, it would be called Ducktail. Yes. <laughs> there, there is an ET porno. Have you seen that one? No. I think it's French. It looks like a burn victim getting fucked on a couch saying, like, I miss my home planet. (laughs) I just remember the boobies from uh, Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah, the duck tits. (laughs) Yes. Duck tits. Isn't that like a... Yeah, that's the best cut of the duck when you have the smoked duck. <laughs> I like the tip. Smoked duck. I'll just take the tip, please. Thank you. <laughs> just one. All right, I think we've outlived our usefulness for uh, this week, and I want to go watch the fucking Seahawks. Okay. Gunfire. Yep. Hail Bye-bye. of. Bye.